RadioInfluence.com. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Live Bold and Boss Up podcast with your girls, Steph and Ash. Hope you are doing amazing. We chat today with Chris Denner. He's the CEO of Dugout Mugs. He's on Forbes, entrepreneur.com, all over the place. They've, they were like 1.1 million in their first year, not even, of Mm -hmm. business. Um, And ladies, your husband knows all about Dugout Mugs, so you definitely need to check it out. Fellas probably know all about it. They're probably drinking from one right now. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) This episode is so cool. If you feel like, gosh, there's so many rules to follow and you just don't know like where to go or where to start. This episode's for you. I think like Chris is amazing in getting you to like that. You're kind of like your childhood, um, happy place, right. Of like creativeness. And then he freaking makes a business out of it. Right. Like he's kind of inspirational in that like childlike feel. Mm -hmm. Does that, do you feel that way? Yeah, no, he, we go into like his, his childhood growing up, like he did not follow the rules. And Ash and I were talking about this because I'm a rule follower, but what helps people be successful and especially Chris in this instance, and I know people like this, that's how they became so successful is by not staying within the lines and not following the rules and being creative and going outside the box. That's where your most creative ideas come from. Right. Right. So this is a really fun episode. Definitely please like, subscribe, all that stuff. Download it for us so that we know you're listening. We know you enjoy it and we can keep bringing you some awesome value. What's, what's your story, Chris? Like, you know, have you always been an entrepreneur? Have you always just thought of super awesome, creative things to do and things to create? Well, I guess it, uh, it really comes down to how, how far back you want to go. Right. I think, I think entrepreneurs in a lot of ways are born and it's just something about them, right? Like, um, thick skin, short memory, uh, tough, creative, um, aggressive rule breakers. A lot of, I mean, I've been fired from every job I've ever had. Right. And then I, I kind of figured out that I had to do my own thing, but, um, it, what really kind of was cool to me is, is when I was in my twenties, I started looking back at, you know, where I came from and didn't have a lot of money. Right. And, and you, if it was, if it will be, it's up to me kind of mentality. And, uh, I remember back when I was in middle school, I would, I would go to Sam's club or BJ's or whatever, and I would buy candy in bulk. And, and then I would, you know, about 10 cents a piece, whatever it was. So I go to school and sell it for 25 cents. It's a pretty good return, right? And and but then it, it started really scaling it up. I was aggressive. I was like, well, this is great. I can either do my work or I can make twenty bucks a day hustling candy or pencils. <laughs> your pencil breaks, like those silly ass games we'd play back in the day. Yeah. So I was selling pencils. I had candy. I had toothpicks. I had all this crazy stuff that was like whatever was in. Um, and I even remember riding my bike up to like a AT and T at one point where I could strip all their junk wire and I would put it in the rolls and all the girls were making like the little rings and necklaces out of the wire, that colorful wire. So yeah, I mean, I was a hustler, right? That's really what it kind of came down to. And 
hindsight, you know, look back, it's like, oh, this is something I've always kind of had in me. Um, was this this hyperdrive when I saw something I wanted? Um, but then, you know, if we talk about real life. I I uh, got into Gold's Gym back in I don't know 2002, and I was opening up gyms, uh, and I was really outside the box with my marketing strategies and ideas. I was building beaches in the gyms so I could put tiki bars in the male trainers with coconut bras. Like I really was outside the box, and. Um, we crushed, like we were doing hundreds and hundreds of memberships. The owner, you know, we we're winning best gym in the Southeastern U S like we were kicking ass. And, um, I remember a guy, his name was Brian. He came out of the front desk. He's like, dude, the owner's not going to step aside and give you ownership here. Like you're, you're, you're as far as you can go. And I mean, what a punch in the gut, right? You think you're just kicking ass and you're, you know, 21, 22 years old, whatever the case may be. And, uh, and that hit me. And so I put in my two weeks and I was GM running stuff. And, and that's when I, that's when my entrepreneurial journey kind of kicked off was in 2008. So coming up, you know, 15 years. Um, but yeah, like I, I wanted to go do my own thing and, and I couldn't, I was unemployable easily, you know, cause my ideas were always better than their ideas. In most cases they were, but nobody who's 10 years older, you wants to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I jumped into real estate and I had a real estate coaching program where I was flipping houses nationally, which was kind of cool. And just one thing led to the, the other. I've had, I've been in the cannabis space. I've had restaurant. We, I was in, I've had social media management companies. I still own a consulting company, bat mugs, golf balls. Like it's just, uh, what I, what I realized is my core competency and that's people, sales and creative marketing strategies. And I don't do anything else in anything else I do. I only do what I do best only. And, and then everything else kind of, you know, happens around me. And that's really where I found my, uh, my groove. So that's, it's a real long ass answer for a basic question, but no. I think really that's kind of what it is. Yeah. No, you that know? that's actually really awesome that you figured out, Hey, I'm really freaking good at these three things. And then yeah. that's it. I'm going to always incorporate this cause I'm, I'm a rock star at it. Like how did you just come about that because you just kind of did some like thinking over over the weeks or days and figured out like, oh, this is what all of those jobs had in common. Like, how did you come up with those three things that you were awesome at? You look for the common denominators just in life in general. I mean, if if you have four relationships in a row and they all suck and they all end up in one situation, well, maybe that's the problem that one situation it's a character flaw it's something you need to work on so it's just finding a common denominator with with habits and 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 um scenarios in your life and in business what i found is i was always being fired or you know uh scolded to some extent because i was trying to recreate a way to generate revenue to generate sales to generate this so I, I um, when I look back at that, it's like either everybody's right or I'm right. And I was certainly in the mindset that I'm right. <laughs> and and uh, so I started just kind of working that out. Right. And proving that um, you can be really outside the box with marketing and with creative ideas. And I've you know, I'm, I'm in I'm 41. So I feel like I was kind of born on that cusp of, you know, Facebook, when I was working at the gym, we were leveraging this new site called Facebook that just came out. Right. So for me, I I understood the technology and I understood the intricacies of the technology and the, 
and 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 like the functionality of it, but I'm also a really good belly to belly um, personable. I understand people. I understand communication. I understand relationship, um, charisma, right? But what I did is I was born in a really unique time where I could take that, but do it in a one to many format, right? With social media. And that's kind of the, the catalyst is I was able to be me virtually and do it from a one to many standpoint. And I did it with social. I did it with the, the gym. I did it with, you know, everything I kind of touched. And when you do it over and over and it continues to work, you kind of, you know, file that away. Like, okay, well, you know, you've always been good with sales and people and connecting and networking. Well, now you, you're, you're finding creative ways to do that online. So in, you know, incomes, e-commerce incomes, um, you know, online sales, just things like that. It's kind of how I figured it out. Trial and error, you know, um, hell, I almost died what, eight, you know, seven, eight years ago, seven and a half years ago. And I was so busy being so busy trying to do everything. Um, yeah, real, yeah, I got real lucky. And when you reflect on that, what happened was I realized if all I do is the things I'm absolutely best at one, I have significantly more time on my hands. Um, and I'm more effective in the time that I spend doing what I'm doing. So, you know, it wasn't days and weeks. It was more like years and years, you know, dodging bullets, bloody noses, you know, stuff like that. Um, how were you in school? Were you like good in school and like a rule follower or no? No, I got expelled. Um, <laughs> and I, they almost didn't let me walk. Um, we threw the best parties at our house. Um, you know, we were the, the, you know, we tried to hang with the popular kids for the most part. There was um, certainly some underage drinking going on, um, a couple mishaps here and there. And, and actually, I got expelled right before graduating. Um, and they let me back the day before. I wasn't allowed to walk, but I did get my diploma. But I graduated with high honors. Mm -hmm. um, so in school, I was uh, I really enjoyed school, but I think it was the social components of school that I enjoyed. And, and again, hindsight, right? It's you know, looking back, uh, I realize how critical that is to the, the awesome existence I have now is, is the social component. So to be honest with you, my daughter, I did a, I have an eight year old and I did a teacher parent conference and they're talking to me about all, you know, her, you know, what the hell is she doing in school? And I was <laughs> like, you know, and they're like, yeah, but she's really social. She loves talking to everybody, this and that. And I was like, that's great news. And they're like, yeah. No. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, that's really good news that, that she loves everybody. I said, is she a helper? You know, so I don't know. I've, I look at school and I look at a lot of those types of things very differently than most people. Um, development, developing the skills that I believe are important is what it did for me. Uh, following rules was not one of them. And here we are, you know, all these years later and I'm still not doing it. Right. I asked that because I, I, I grew up in like no people that had that profile in school of like being like, you know, the kind of the class clowns and not following directions and getting in trouble and getting expelled or whatever. And they're like the most successful people I know now because yeah. they are so creative and they're the leaders. They didn't want to be like, you know, put in a box and led by someone else. So it's like, I, I, 100% believe that it's an innate thing that you're born with and you always have it from the time you're a kid to now. So what does I, that tell us about school, right? Like exactly. th this, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. That is a whole nother. <laughs> I'm not going down that because I just don't have that much time, but 
that that should tell us a lot of what we need to know rather than identify the core strengths of an individual and just absolutely lean into them right i'm i'm 300 pounds i'm not running and jumping hurdles i'm not built for that okay i will do the things that i'm built to do and i'll do the hell out of them and and so many of these kids and so many of these people and and so many people that are in these jobs that they absolutely hate well it's because you're not doing anything you're good at you're doing what's convenient. You're scared to do anything different. But but the reality is the peace and the the fulfillment comes when you're you know aligned. I feel like and and uh, and and uh, like you said, I mean, I think people in school that, that their minds are just so deep into something else sometimes. Mm-hmm. But again, we won't go too deep in that. But yeah. I, I agree with you on that 100. Um, percent Let's get to dug on mugs. Um, we see the bats and balls behind you. Um, how did you come up with this idea and what is it? So I didn't come up with the idea. I have a saying that I love and it's, I'm here to help people do what they're doing better than they're doing it, right? By leveraging my core competencies. And um, that would be Randall Thompson, amazing guy, uh, ex-baseball player, played in the Blue Jays organization. And he was a pitcher and, you know, he made it as high up as he could, but he just wasn't good enough to go all the way. And at that point, it was kind of like a reinvent yourself. Um, he wanted to stay close to the game. You know, he went through a number of different jobs, hated him, quit him, um, and went ended up back at his alma mater, uh, Florida Tech here in, in Florida. And um, as a hitting as a pitching coach and the hitting coach was cutting bats in half in the dugout to do a, a hitting drill. And with the handle, so, so the barrels are all laying around the dugout and Randall picked one up and he's like, Hey, you know, can I have these? He thought he could drill one out and turn it into a mug. And it, it, it turns out he's right. You can. And, and, um, that's kind of how it started. And then he, he backburnered the idea and then tried to get real jobs and he just couldn't do it. And he brought it back to life in early 2016, um, struggle busted a little bit, uh, but I mean, managed to do belly to belly about seventy thousand dollars in sales, which is no small feat right. out on a, on a side hustle. Um, and then we connected in late two thousand sixteen, and I told him, I said, and "This is right after I got sick." And I said, "Listen, man, I threw up a prayer, and I said, you know, God, get me out of this and put somebody in my path that is uh, special and that needs me as much as I need them, and let's see what we can do." And out of left field, you know, pun intended, this guy <laughs> comes out of nowhere and. Uh, hits me up and we have a good conversation in 2016. And I tell him, I said, look, man, if you're ready to go all in, I'll, I'll, I'll run with you on this, but I'm serious. Like you're quitting your job. You know, I'll get rid of some of the stuff I'm that's clogging up my, my brain space. And, and uh, we came to terms and, you know, I, um, I stepped in as a 40% owner of the company and uh, we kicked off January, 2017 and been going strong ever since, you know, tens of millions of dollars later, you know, we're still slinging mugs in all 50 states, all 30 stadiums, seven different countries, working with brands like Budweiser, Coors, Miller, Fox, Sony. Um, yeah, I mean, it's nuts. That's amazing because you guys are licensed with MLB too, right? Major League, That's Minor crazy. League, Hall of Fame, players. Um, yeah, it, the list. Go, and, and NCAA. NCAA is beating our door down. And um we're, we're, we're the bell of the ball, right? Like we're the only one. We had one other competitor and we bought him last year. So quite literally, if you want a bat mug, it's coming through me, which is really cool or dugout, I should say. Um, so now, 
you know, it's the sky's the limit. I feel like. How did you, um, how did you even get licensed? Right. With MLB and all of them, like, how does that even come about? Well, you got to have some guts. That's for sure. Because it's not cheap. Um, I mean, just to get the license, you're a few hundred thousand dollars. So you better know your numbers. You better know your shit. You better have a plan. Um, and we started with the players association, which is all the players. And, uh, I had a company with a guy who had a license and he made an introduction. It was awesome. Shout out Eric. If you're listening, um, he made a great introduction. The PA flipped me a license because I was part of this other company too. And uh, we five X'd our numbers with them. Wow. Uh, you know, they wanted us to a minimum guarantee with licensing. It's like you're guaranteed to pay X amount of dollars, regardless if you sell anything or not. Um, and it's kind of like a prepaid royalty. And then at the end of the year, you figure out if you overshot it and you need to pay more kind of thing. Well, the MG was 10 K we paid like 50, right? So blew the numbers out of the water. They've never seen anything like this, you know, from a startup. And then when I reached out to major league baseball, um, a guy in Marco shout out, if you're listening, buddy, uh, reached out to, I mean, there's a lot of people that made this thing happen. Yeah. I'm going to show love every chance I get. Um, so Marco made a call to MLB and they're like, no, we're good on drinkware. And he's like, well, this ain't drinkware. You know, this is collectible. And so he went back to bat for us and I'm really glad he did. And we got a really aggressive off. And they're like, look guys, it's a few hundred thousand dollars just to play ball. And uh, I was like, all right, send me the contract. And I, and I said, here's my numbers. Here's our plan. Here's our product. And I said, if you guys want to turn down the money, you can, they don't want to turn, they don't want to turn down the money. Right. So we turned around and we smoked it. And we did it again and we did it again. And they just renewed us for another two years That's um, awesome. last month. That's awesome. Cause you, you guys are doing like, like you said, it's like custom, like people are buying it for like a groom's gift 100%. or whatever, you know, kind of for everything. Um, graduation, father's day, mother's day, opening day, corporate gifts. Like, um, Hey, you really knocked it out of the park sales team. Here's 50 of them for our 50 sales reps. It is amazing. Um, the different, uh, you know, verticals that our products are being used in, right. um, Sony MLB, the show, all the players that play online, um, like the MLB players that jump in and do like, uh, influencer style stuff. They're all drinking out of dugout mugs with their name on it and Sony on the front. Um, Budweiser gives it to their influencers. Miller light just got, I think I got like 10,000 last year and they did everybody in all the baseball cities were scanning to win dugout mugs uh the world series are on the jumbotrons like it's crazy that's insane you must be so like excited and elated when you see that like wow like yeah that's people crazy. sending me pictures from canada there's cruising around in canada like dude look what's on the shelf right. someone uh my sister-in-law was somewhere the other day getting a car and the manager has one in the back up on his desk um but it's what it is, you know, we're, we're, it's starting to not be, not catch us by surprise. It's kind of to be expected, which I guess is a good and bad, right. But, but we have a long way to go. I mean, I'd say probably eight out of 10 people that we talk to still never heard of it. Wow. Which is cool. That means there's a lot of runway. That's true. Right. That's true. Do you, do you use recycled bats or do you use like brand new bats and make them? For Originally? Them? Yeah, it was, it was uh craft bats and broken bats but i mean there's we make a lot of bat mugs um so we take the same barrel i don't have one with me we take the same barrel that makes uh, or the same billet that makes a bat and we just turn it into three barrels instead um 
but then we have different profiles. There's a wine mug. Um, it's called the wind up. We have a metal, the one I'm drinking out of. It looks like an old school metal bat mm-hmm. with the lid. Oh, yeah. Um, we have shot glasses made out of bat handles. We have half baseballs that are cut in half and turned into bottle openers. Like, see, we got the shot glass for the Astros. It's a little oh, bat. Cute. Shot glass. Yeah. Here's when we just did a collab with folds of honor. It's oh, a baseball awesome. bat handle bottle opener. Yeah. You guys have really it's expanded. Bad. Yeah, we have a full lineup. Uh, we have a whiskey mug now, and we have a couple new products coming out. We have uh, Coke or uh, uh, cork coasters, and I'm working on a bottle brush too right now, um, a bat handle bottle brush. That's kind of it's going to be fun and practical, right? But uh-huh. all MLB, all licensed, all solid wood. It's really cool. Nice. So I think we should say just like the capacity and, and what you've done so far. Um, or not capacity, but just what you've done so far. You said you did 1.1 million in your first year selling mm-hmm. dugout mugs, and pretty then much you- just this guy, just our our flagship dugout mug was really the main product, which is amazing. And then you also featured in Forbes and Entrepreneur.com, Inc. 5000, the cover of multiple magazines or in yeah. multiple magazines. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Who knew, right? Just cups. Yeah. So, and then I know you said now you've gotten into other areas of sports like golf. Um, So I I had a little passion project come my way. Um, You know, you know, actually Tampa Bay business wealth, you know, Bridget lover, hopefully she's listening. Shout out to Bridget. Uh, But, you know, they did a really cool piece and in there it, it, I, I laughed at it when I read it, when especially the photos they used was amazing. But uh, it said, uh, known as a maverick in business with a golden touch or something weird like that. And I, there, I guess there's some truth to that because a lot of people are coming to me, like I have this thing, I have this thing, here's here's half the company, like help me make it work kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of neat to see that. But I'm also very uh, cognizant of bandwidth and I realize that I don't want to miss out on the important things because I'm so busy chasing whatever the hell it is, money, success, fame, blah, blah, whatever. Thank God I'm getting to a point in my life where I'm not as worried about that kind of stuff. Um, but golf is a passion of mine. So this golf company came along. It was called Big Golf, B-I-G-G, Big Golf. And it was right up my alley. I mean, it was a semi-serious, really, you know, it was a good quality ball. But that was it. It was just a golf ball. It was a single item, you know, a bit company. And I thought to myself, it's like, so you sell big balls, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So I just couldn't help but snicker, right? right? Like, why not? That shit's hilarious. So I thought to myself, it's like, okay, so let's let's make big golf more of a tongue-in-cheek, fun, funny brand. It's right up my alley. I play poor golf, just like most people. Right. And we're going to sell big balls. And we're going to have our videos are going to be be not people hitting a 300 yard drive. It's hitting like 280 straight into the woods and getting a high five from his friends. Cause it still hit it 280, right? It's the cigars. It's the, um, I, the, the, the mantra of the company was, you know, we're not here to make your game better. We're here to make your game more fun. And that's what we're going to do. Whether it's, you know, giving you fun, cool quality products at a good price, or is it our new cigar line that's dropping called the big stick? You know, it's just, just having fun with it. Cause if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. I love your motto. Yeah. That's exactly where we come from too. Just do what you love and have fun doing it. Yeah. 
Because even like, on bad days, you're still having a good time. Right. Exactly. That's like with partnerships. If you're if you have a good partner, like even on bad days, you're still with good people. You know, right. if you have a bad partner, even on good days, he's still an asshole. Like, <laughs> it's such a. <laughs> I don't want that at all. Yeah. You know? That's why Ash and I work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be chasing great days because it's the only day you can stomach at the end of it. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, what's next? Anything beyond big golf and dugout mugs? Um, dugout's got a long way to go. Uh, you know, we, we've entertained some offers. People have come along and um, said they wanted it, but they don't want it more than we do. Right. Right. And and that, there will be a day that comes where somebody's going to slide in. Maybe it's a Fanatics. Maybe it's a Tervis. Maybe it's a Yeti. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a, a VC. Maybe it's a private equity group. I don't know. Um, looking to roll up a company that has a million customers that buy high-end licensed merchandise, right? That's pretty sexy. So we're going to keep building the company as if we're going to keep it forever, but understanding that somebody's going to slide in at some point and want it more than we do. And that's okay. That's what business is about. You know, Randall's a young gun, you know, starting a family. Um, he's in early thirties, you know, so he's got a, a lot of, and he loves to invent and do and, and create. So he's got a long, long road ahead of him, but uh, I don't see, anything going down in the next couple of years, at least with dugout, we got, we got a pretty clear path to, you know, 10, we're already at 10, 15, 20, maybe 20, 25 million. When we're doing that annually, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good conversation to have at that point, but that's going to include NCAA. It's going to be an entire wholesale distribution channel. It's going to be international distribution. It's going to be perhaps big box retail. We tested that and I don't know how fond we are of it, but yeah, it's just kind of ironing out a few more of those things um, and continuing to optimize and and become more efficient at what we do. Uh, yeah. So that's dug out. Big golf is, I mean, quite literally at the end of the day, if it, if it flops, I'm still playing a lot of golf and having cigars and playing with my friends. So it's not a bad thing. I think it's got legs. Um, a couple, a couple things with that. So we just, just launched a recurring membership for golf balls. Golf balls are like 40, 50 bucks a dozen, right. For decent balls. Um, so we, our balls are made by the same group that makes vice golf balls. So it's Mm -hmm. a decent quality ball and we're doing 25 bucks a month for a dozen golf balls. Just put it on a recurring membership model. It's great. It's easy, predictive. Um, everybody gets a dozen balls showing up. Uh, that's easy. And then I'm I'm really curious to see what the cigar line does. Um, I know a lot of people in that industry. Uh, so kind of excited to see what happens there, but outside of that, I mean, I have a three-year-old and eight-year-old, so I'm really not in a huge hurry to, you know, bury myself in, in chasing something. Uh, the only other passion I have is photography and travel. Mm -hmm. So I can very possibly, especially as crazy as the world's going, take my kids and my wife and we travel around taking photos and traveling and, you know, and I, I kill two birds with one stone. Right. Right. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I, I need to know, can we get these balls in colors? I love you can get them in yellow right now. You can't get blue. I'm really shocked that you can't working on. Okay. It. Working Please on, work it. on yeah. that for me. I, I was even thinking about from a gamification standpoint, like if you, if you find our blue balls, like we randomly put sleeves in there, yes. get like golf balls for a year. Yeah. Um, or something like that. Yeah. So I, I got a few ideas with that, but again, like this is very new, right? Um, this is only a few months old and we've already got 23,000 dozen golf balls in hand. So wow. we're, we're ready to roll, but there was a lot of, you know, 
uh, preliminary things we had to do from an infrastructure standpoint. It's still kind of a bootstrap thing. And 90% of my time is spent with dugout mugs. So it's uh, letting the other guys that are involved really kind of dig in and do what we do. It's not a huge race, more of a, a get it together. Cause we have all the influencers. we got influencers ready to push. So that's going to go good. I, I think we picked up five or 600 followers since yesterday. So that's kind of running. Um, yeah. But, but colored balls, uh, the, the big ball bag is one I'm working on, which is kind of just like a nut bag that hangs off your bag. Yep. That holds Okay, I've, I've seen that. Like, it's gonna be I wonder so if funny. it's yours. Yeah, I've seen that no, before. No, no, there, there are a few of them out there. Okay. But again, it's just lifestyle brand. Like I, I'm working on a on a on a um, magnetic speaker to put in the cart to yeah. just stick to the thing. It's easy, yeah. normal stuff. It's nothing proprietary, nothing crazy. It's a golf ball, right? Mm -hmm. What? Why is somebody going to buy mine over another? Well, it's quality. It's a decent price. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be enough and it's convenient. So if you golf and you needed a dozen every other month, well, we have another membership that gives you one every other month. Right. You I think know, that's great. Make it easy. Yeah. Yeah. Ash and I have a golf tournament coming up. Where can we get big balls? It's fun to say, isn't it? <laughs> right. Right on the site. Big golf. <laughs> okay. Big golf. Yeah. B-I-G-G. Yeah, big golf. Right. Golf.com. And nice. we'll include some links in our show notes as well. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so big golf and then dugout mugs. We want Yeah, dugout mugs is rocking. We're I mean, we're in Dick's Sporting Goods, we're in Fanatics, Rally House Shields. That's amazing. Um, we're starting to really cruise in Tampa. We're at Dick's in Tampa in the Rays section. Um, nice. we're at Tropicana Field. You'll see him there for sure. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Chris, anything that you want to share with our listeners other than what we talked about already? I mean, that was great. No, I mean, I I'm I'm an open book. It really there's so it, it's crazy that I feel like I've lived like six or seven lives right to this point. Um, like I said, I was in cannabis. I was in the restaurant. I was running gyms. I was, um, hell I've seen 20 countries. Like it's, it really just depends on from the conversation. You know, there's really nothing I want to share. The only thing I tell people all the time is just be cool to one another. That's mm -hmm. literally all I ever asked for. They don't need to find me. They don't have to buy anything I'm selling. They just need to just slow down find some music that just makes you slow down and listen to it more often. Uh, and just be good, be good to people. Life's too short for that shit. Everybody's pissed off about everything. Yeah. Just be good. I that love that. Well, too many you. people trying to, you know, you know how it is. You've, you've, you've opened your eyes today. So yeah. that's all I ask people to do is just be cool and be nice. I be love cool. that. Yeah. yeah. Same advice I give my eight year old. Right? <laughs> Don't be a, be a helper and love people today. Okay. Right. Day. Oh, that's sweet. I like that. Yeah. Every day. I tell the same thing. Right. Especially for little girls. I feel like they get in these little tiffs all the time. Mm. Well, yeah. She's going to be, she's going to be a badass though. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. She's it's happening already. You have two um, girls or a girl? Two, yeah. Two little girls. Oh man. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see uh, the path they both take. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. One, I wake up and she's already started a company in the living room and, <laughs> charging me money just to bring me my breakfast or whatever. Uh, <laughs> and the other one asked if she can be a princess when she grows up. And I was Aww. like, yeah, it's going two different directions and it's right. going to be awesome to see. I love Again, that. So what's next. It's like, I'm, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to try to not be distracted. Right. Like that's a practice. It, it's not something you just do. Right. It's practice. So whether it's slowing down or whether it's speeding up or whether it's being successful, it's, it's just consistent it's consistency and practice. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I haven't figured anything out or anything magical, like, but I do have an idea of what it looks like so that I can identify it quickly and get back on track. So what's next is continue to practice slowing down, having fun and doing only the things I do best. I love that. Usually it's gonna end up in business, but that's, that's what I'm going to actually try to do. Yeah. Great lessons. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and sharing your story. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, I'm always down to support anybody repping Tampa. You know, that was my home for quite a while. So uh, I wish the best to y'all and anybody out there. Uh, Have an awesome day. Thanks, Chris.